Celebration time, gentlemen. Celebration time. Celebration time. Get the confetti. Get the little, you know, the little horns that you blow in and it kind of unfurls, whatever those things are called. Get, 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 get your popcorn. Get, get whatever you need to get ready to celebrate because the king is returning to his court, gentlemen, and I cannot be happier. Well, uh, it's funny. I thought you were going to rhyme it. Get your confetti ready, right? Like you did ready and confetti, but didn't actually put them two together. Yes, it was unintentional bars. Unintentional bars, my people. Unintentional. Unintentional bars. Just happens sometimes. I'm drive-by barring. I can't Mm. can't even help myself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go, baby. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cool in the game. 50-point triple-double tonight. Yes. It's all right. Uh. Has has anyone ever had a 50-point triple-double? Maybe Westbrook, right? Uh, maybe. Let me see. Most points during a triple double. Either way, LeBron is coming back. While we're looking at that, to your point, oh, he is coming. Was that not obvious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a big deal. Uh, Big deal or no deal? Big deal. Russell Westbrook does have a fifty-point triple double. Fifty-one points, thirteen assists, twelve rebounds or ten rebounds, and four steals. Good. Yeah, that boy. Good. Uh, James Harden, by the way, also lost. Probably. James Harden has a (laughs) sixty-point triple double. I'm pretty sure that was in a loss. Uh, against the Orlando Magic, so I would imagine that's a win. Oh, uh, yeah, the Magic. Yeah. They probably went up by 50 in the third quarter, and he was still in there getting points and stuff. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, but LeBron coming back is a big deal. Yes. Uh, so Does he play baseball, too? Because the Dodgers could use him, too. I mean, good Lord. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, for the love, man. Like, what is happening there with the Dodgers? I don't even understand uh, Here's what's this. happening is, is you had said it a couple weeks ago. You said, am I going to say that the Dodgers, dare I say, are so great that they might be, oh, might I say it, boring? Oh, I did screw them up again. It's not that. They're not boring. It's too much Too much game, too much time, too many injuries, too many things that happen along yeah. the way. Did I screw that up again? Did I do that a second time? Yes. Oh, I need to go back and look because I think it might have happened since that day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did I screw that up again saying you that? Like, listen, this station has had the Mason curse. It has had the Kellerman curse. Now, previous to um, the Lakers injury season this year, plague season, and the Dodgers now slump, the Sedano LZ particular uh, you know, arrival has produced – Unbelievable returns for the city of Los Angeles. But perhaps, forever. Per, yeah, perhaps the tide is now turning with the jinx, the Sedano jinx, not a curse, because a curse is like what Max brought, which means the teams yes. went from winning championships to the teams being awful. Okay. Right. And like, so this is a more like a jinx this than is more a, like curse. a mush. This is yeah. more like a mush. Yeah. This is, this yeah. is when, yeah. when guys are around a table and there's one guy that just all of a sudden is bringing down the energy and the luck. He's the mush. He got to go. You got to get out of here for right now. Since you said, and you kind of tiptoed, you're like, dare I say that the Dodgers I did. so good I hedged they even might be a little. boring? Yeah, like once yeah. you did that, that's, yeah. I think, when things happen. Yeah. yeah I, I, I didn't want to do that again. Yeah, Greg, it's on the rundown. I'm sure you can find it on one of the rundowns. <laughs> I can. I can just go back and look. Because I'm pretty sure when you, you always write stuff like that in those rundowns you sent to the check. bosses. when they never. You. What's that? So it's, it, I don't got to check. I just blame you. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, oh, well, you also good. write little good. rundowns for our podcast, so you would remember, too, if I when I said it. So, there's so that. Is, it, is it 
Max Sedano? Is it George Kellerman? Like, how do we mush you two together? Oh, mm. mush it. Yeah. I found no, it. You can't put me with the Kellerman curse, man. Kellerman curse, the Lakers were winning championships, and then they went to have the six or seventh worst years of their of their history. After uh, when was it, Greg? Let's hear it. it on, on April 16th, okay. breaking news. Cody Bellinger has a hairline fracture in his fibula. George still thinks that the Dodgers are so good that they're boring. He's right. cursing wow. the Dodgers now. now. I, I, had, wow. I brought that up wow. before the Bellinger news actually broke, right. so it That's did right. technically it goes start further. then. goes back yeah. even further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it coincided the same day I brought it up, even like before the show, shortly thereafter, we got news that Cody Bellinger had a damn hairline fracture. I know, I can't believe it. And it's just been under the radar that he's not been around. But of course, on the radar right, is, is LeBron. LeBron. I yes. mean, this is this is such a huge story. I feel like like usually you might get a little bit of a forewarning like a couple days in advance. You know, hey, no, we think LeBron will be playing on Friday, but it's Wednesday. I mean, it just kind of snuck up earlier today. Like it's on LeBron's Wait, status has changed. But I told you at the beginning of the week, you guys asked, when do you think LeBron will be back? And I said, I would be surprised if he's not back by the weekend. Right. And I said, that's really awesome. And then you said, but hold on, I'm not reporting that. And I said, okay, I did because cool. I don't want right. the aggregators and all this stuff. Because again, people like Woj and Ramona, that McMiniman, that's their job. It's not my job. My job is to be a gas bag, okay? So, but I happen to know a little bit about basketball, and I happen to just, I don't know, know like LeBron's history with stuff, right? Like I am a uh, 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 not a historian, uh, a, a LeBron historian, right? Oh, in some oh a LeBron historian. Mm. Wow. Yes. I didn't know if that was a dinosaur or if that was somebody who knows it history. It could be of a LeBron. dinosaur as well. Yes, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah, it, could, it does sound dinosaur ish. A LeBronosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a LeBronosaurus. Yes. <laughs> LeBron historian, though, would be a historian. LZ, am I, am I on? would that be the proper way to describe it? I, I would certainly say so. Okay. But, you know, I. I'm having a hard time forgiving you because oh. it's one thing to take out one team, George. I did take out two. But you took out two, man. But what if they both still win the championship? Then it doesn't matter. Then I start to wonder, did Candace Parker leave because of she missed Chicago? Or did she leave because she was afraid you were going to curse the Sparks too? No. No. Were you going to do that, George? The Sparks haven't been that, that boring, though. How do you know? Do you watch them? I mean, occasionally. I watched them since <laughs> Cheney came to the team. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that. Did you call LAFC boring? No, no, I did not actually. Don't do that. I did All not. Right. There were so yeah, there were so they're still in their infancy. They're just like a little baby, this LAFC. Yeah, it's a big baby. Not yeah. like I mean, they're a toddler baby, now. They're a toddler now. Yeah, they're three, right? Yeah. They're three. They're three. Yeah. They're a toddler. So we got ten games with LeBron in the regular season, gentlemen. Plenty. Plenty for him to get ramped up. Plenty for AD to find a three-point stroke. Yep. Plenty for them to find chemistry with Andre Drummond and their starting lineup. Mm -hmm. But is it plenty enough for them to get their entire mojo back the way that they had it going into the postseason last year? Where they ran through the Western Conference, giving everyone a gentleman's sweep, bam, 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 and was really one Danny Green jumper away from also winning 4-1 in the finals. Yeah. The other thing is, is 10 games until... Well, hold on, I just asked a question. I, By well, the way, yeah, but, he did. I, I, he just he, but he asked asking, a question. I'm, I'm I literally adding, just asked the question. You haven't even answered the question yeah, yet that yeah, I just I mean, asked. Will you There's answer the man's level. question? There's got to be one level I got to add to it. Just one okay. level, which is 10 games to now not find themselves in the play-in. Okay? 10 games to get their mojo back, LZ? Here's your answer. Yes, 100%. 
Ten games is more than enough. Five games would have been enough. Three games may have been cutting it a little bit close. Ten games is more than enough for LeBron to get back on the floor, get back to scoring 25 a night, get everybody exactly where he wants them, and get the mojo back. Yes. Um, Sidebar. Do you remember how people treated Danny Green for missing that shot? And boy, did he miss it badly. But do you remember that? Now that you brought that up. There were death threats. I mean, that was insane what happened to poor Danny Green. Well, I mean. I mean, death threats. He did miss. It wasn't a great pass either, okay? All right, first of all. It was not a perfect pass, but it was good enough pass for him to catch it and shoot he, it. He shot it faster than he should have is what happened because he figured somebody would get out to him because it, it's no, it's a mental clock. All right, we don't have to go into that. My whole point is, <laughs> do you remember how we treated poor Danny Green around here? It, I didn't treat him like you, Darvish. No, it wasn't us, actually. We were actually the ones telling people, stop being so mean. mean. <laughs> All right, so the final 10 games. Yes. Starting with Sacramento, Toronto, Denver's an important game. Denver, Clippers yeah. is an important game. Portland's yeah. an important game. Yes. Phoenix is an important game. Yes. That's and then New York, who yeah, are playing very easy, well. That's not, not a easy right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got one, two, three, four, five games in a row. Right. Against playoff bound teams, ideally, we're not quite sure what Portland is yet, but right. assuming they're at least yeah. going to be in the play in. Right. Right. Um. It's two games enough to get this team up to speed in order to handle these five games okay. in a row. So I here's what I would say. LeBron needs one game to be back to being LeBron. Maybe two. Maybe. Okay? Okay. Then he needs, I would say, three more games at the least to get on the same page with Andre Drummond. So are you thinking of those are losses? No, no, no. No, no. No, I'm just saying. It doesn't mean just because he needs to get on the same page doesn't mean they're going to lose. Okay, I'm just checking. He's still LeBron James, for God's sake. Um, So I would say five games for them to be like, we back. Okay, five games, we back. So one, two, three, four, five. So right before Phoenix, Phoenix, right before Phoenix, you're thinking we should be back. May 9th in time for like Mother's Day. Right, that's the important game. You mark that game right there because you're still going to have to see Denver. You'll have to play the Clippers. We'll see if Kawhi will choose to play then. Right. Um, at Portland and the Phoenix game Sunday, May 9th. That's the game you got to look at and say, okay, LeBron's been on the floor. He's gotten himself back into shape. He's played with these guys. Uh, he's told everybody what he wants them to do. It's the game against Phoenix on May 9th. That's the one we got to circle. So in those five games prior to the Phoenix game, I would say three and two is easily feasible, even with the tough schedule. You, Sacramento and Toronto are wins, okay? All you just Could get be. one of those next three. Should be. Should be a win tonight against Sacramento. Don't you feel good if it's one of those next three? If, if you can just go – if you go – look, if you go four and one, obviously you feel good. But does three and two cut it for you in that stretch, LZ? Well, I'm waiting for Cap. Yeah. Okay, Cap. I can live with three and two very easily. Very easily. And then before Phoenix, LZ? Um – Three and two before Phoenix. So Sacramento should be a win. Toronto yep. should be a win. Denver's probably going to be a loss. It's what happens against the Clippers. That's mm-hmm. interesting to me. Well, Portland's playing like crap, too. Yeah, but I don't trust Damian. You just think he'll go for like 50. He'll go for 50. That's just what he does against the Lakers. He likes doing that against the better teams. He likes doing that with LeBron on the floor because he wants right. to remind people how good he is and nothing yeah. like doing it against the best to prove that you're among the best. But it's that game against the Clippers to me 
that has a big question mark over it. Because if we beat them fully staffed and they're fully staffed, then I think we're back, back. Back, think, back, back. Right. I think Denver's going to be a loss. Even Three though years. it's at home, um, they're just further cool. along than we are. Yeah, because there's a difference, Cap. I don't know if you've had you. I don't know. You know, you've been with me and LZ for a while now, but LZ and I have this language where you could be back, right? Back is fine. But back, back is good. But okay. back, back, back. Different I mean, level. that is like let's go, kick yeah. your feet up, and just enjoy the ride. Right. I think I was able to to, to deduce that, but I will say, um, LZ, are you saying that three and two is likely? Or are you thinking more two and three? Kind of sounded like you might be going one and four. What do you think here Ooh, of these next five I don't know. Games? I didn't take one and four. I took more two and three. I'm, but- looking, I'm looking more like two and three because I think Denver has loss written all over it. You know, LeBron, third game. You Jokic know, is balling. Jokic is balling. But it's not just the fact that Jokic is balling. The team has had a much longer time to figure out life without Jamal Murray. Correct. Whereas we have only had two games to figure out what is Andre Drummond, AD, and LeBron looks like. And we're right. trying to figure that out against bad opponents before we face a great opponent. Right. Hmm. Is Denver a great opponent? Um, they yes. were great with Jamal Murray. <laughs> I would still say they are they are borderline great. Yes, I mean they have the MVP. They have the, the guy MVP. Probably gonna win the MVP. Yeah. yeah. So if you got the MVP, I mean, you know. I mean, and Michael Porter Jr. has become a lot more comfortable with the scoring load since Jamal Murray has been out. I mean, if you look at the last couple of games, 31, 28, 23, like, there's a lot of twenty plus point games there. I mean, he's a walking twenty and ten if he yeah, wanted he's to a bucket, rebound man. more. He's yeah. a straight up bucket. They were. Yeah. They were. I'm. I'm really worried. What Bo Bold is going to turn out since they have a, a, a really good sense of waiting and developing guys in the shadows and then unleashing them on us later. <laughs> right. Right. I just want to see LeBron tonight. Get out there. Get loose. You guys like it when I say this? Work a lather. Okay. A lather. Yeah. yeah. A lather is necessary in your yeah. first game back, though. And, and you know what? If I'm LeBron, I'm going to say to everybody, hey, look, guys, I'm going to shoot and I'm going to try and work it out here real early because we're playing the Kings. And if we can't beat these guys – with me just being on the floor, okay, then we got a problem. So, listen, just I'm going to shoot it up and see how I feel, see how much I want to play, um, and we got to win this game no problem tonight. And I just want to work on a couple of things, and then I'll just sit down and you guys take care of business for me. That's, I think, the message from LeBron. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Now, if I'm shocked and we find a way to beat Denver um, and LeBron's third game back with the team, but more importantly, their first real tough opponent since his return, then I'm feeling really good. Yeah. And I'm yeah. feeling really good. But I'm leaning towards a loss just because of the, you know, the factors that I mentioned earlier. Okay, fair enough. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. We'll continue discussing the Lakers today uh, throughout the show. We're only on until 6 today because the Lakers are taking on the Kings and the pregame. We'll turn it over to them at 6 o'clock. Obviously, the draft is going on. Uh, coming up next, as we continue talking about the Lakers and LeBron's return and how this will impact the roster and who needs to sit and rest for a little bit and who needs to get on the same page with LeBron, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, boy, a lot of things happened in the draft yesterday, including the Raiders doing Raider things. Uh, All that coming up in two and a half minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Sedano, LZ, and Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. Today is National Honesty Day. And I'm going to be honest with you, John Gruden is really bad at drafting. <laughs> you're going to be like, honest on National Honesty Day? I mean, <laughs> he dra- look, I think Alex Leatherwood, the kid they drafted in the first round from mm-hmm. Alabama, is a yeah. pretty good is a good tackle. You know, he's a good offensive lineman, you can move him around. But everyone that I trust, right? Not just like, you know, obviously I trust Mel and Todd and those guys, but I'm talking about like beyond even those guys are like, yeah, I don't know if I would have wasted a first round pick on the guy. Like maybe John Gruden is smarter than everyone else, but it feels like he's always reaching for guys. Yeah, and, and they always, you know, here's what teams like to do. They like to prove that they're smarter than everybody else. You know, the San Francisco 49ers yesterday during the draft, they proved that they outsmarted everybody. Right. We had everybody thinking we were going to take Mac Jones. We weren't taking that kid. He fell all the way to 15. We're not taking that guy. But look, we outsmarted everybody. We got Trey Lance. No one knew we were going to take such a chance. We outsmarted. It's the same thing with John Gruden, you know, and Mike Mayock. Mike Mayock has to prove to everybody. So I was on TV talking about the draft, and now I'm the general manager of a team. But you see, guys like me, we're smarter than guys like you. You may have had him graded as a second rounder. We just stole him in the first round. So stole him, LZ. Hard. He was stolen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that, but <laughs> um, I do agree with with uh, you know Cap's assessment, particularly when it comes to the Raiders, of trying to prove how smart they are. You know, it's something that Keyshawn used to harp on over and over again, almost as soon as Gruden was hired, which is his desire to prove everyone wrong. And you know, sometimes I used to have this criticism about Barry Sanders, who I believe is an absolutely incredible talent, one of the greatest running backs in the history of the game, and probably would have retired with the record had he kept playing in Detroit. But with that being said, there were moments in which I was like, damn it, Barry, just hit the hole. You ain't got to run all around back there. Just go forward. Get the three yards for the first down. Everything doesn't have to be a touchdown. But he was, but he couldn't. Like, it was just, wasn't in his nature just to take the three yards and get the first. He had to try and always get 15 yards and sometimes lose seven in the process. And that's what Gruden is with the Raiders. Sometimes the guy that everyone says should be next is actually the right choice. (laughs) And you don't have to try and prove everyone wrong or worse yet, prove how smart you are, Mm -hmm. you know, but he's, he seems to be really addicted to that because even when, who was that? What was it? Hawkins Smith, Hawkins worth, who was that QB he was in love with? You mean Hackenberg? Hackenberg, there he is. Hackensack, okay. that's okay. his yes. name. Him. He, yeah. he wanted Hackensack. Yeah. And everyone was like, this guy is not good. And he's like, I'm going to show you exactly how good he is. You just don't know how good he is. And what happened? It was a waste of time. Sometimes groupthink is the best option. I'm not saying you always go with the crowd. But that doesn't mean the crowd is always wrong or that you always need to swim against the tide. But that's the way he's been drafting. That's the way he's been functioning. I mean, he literally got rid of one of the best pass rushers in the game and, like, within three weeks was like, it's hard to find a good pass rusher. (laughs) Also hard to find good wide receivers as our best wide receivers now in Dallas. (laughs) 
I mean, yeah. it, it's just what, what? I don't know. I'm I'm sorry, Raiders fans. You guys deserve better. You got a beautiful stadium. You're in a great city. You you got the best uniforms, and have always had the best uniforms in the league, as far as I'm concerned. You got the history. You got everything except for the leader. Mm. Yep. But they thought they could redo it, man. They thought, you know what? My dad died. I took over the team. I got the team going to Vegas. I'm going to bring Gruden back, and we're going to complete the unfinished business. And Gruden. He sat up in that TV booth for so long, he started to believe everybody. Like, I tell you what, man, I'm great. Yeah, that's right. They keep telling me how great I am. I'm great. That's Gruden. Like, he literally sat in that Monday night football booth for all those years, and every year when there was the top job available, every college or pro, everybody's like, Gruden. They'll pay him anything. Get Gruden. And But, um, but I get out? it. I get it. So I'll give you an example. Um uh-huh. Like, he's very engaging, and he's super, like, you know, charming. Like, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Like, LZ, you and I, when we the, – the last time you and I did an ESPN Upfront, which was that story I always tell you. We almost died? Almost got, died, right, yeah. Right. John Gruden, also part of that Upfront. And I, I, he came up to me one time and said, hey, George Sedano, man, what's up, John Gruden? And he makes you feel like you're a million dollars. Like, I get it. Like, I get how people are, like, they, they come across him – they ch- he charms them, and you're like, I get like I I get the, I don't want to call it a Ponzi scheme, but I get the because that <laughs> actually you know that really hurts people, um like but I get the 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 He's a the salesman, salesman aspect yeah, of right. what he does like right. I get it after witnessing it for one moment oh, I was like yo John Gruden knew who I was He's a like, BS what? artist yes oh, dude yeah. listen He's a, He's a BS artist. He's been this way. Guys, he was a college coach of mine back in the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, right. That's right. And he was like 24 years old, and he had just come to uh, Pitt where I was playing college ball. And he was, I promise you guys, he was the exact same guy back then. He'd hit the field goal. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You know, and he'd call everybody out by name, and he'd make all of his faces. This was happening when he was a young guy, you know. And, And to see what he's become... He's so much more legend than he is actually accomplished for the legendary status. He took one team to a Super Bowl that was already built, and he walked through the door, and he became the biggest, most exciting TV star, and now everybody wants him, and he's back in the league, and he's like, what am I going to do? Hire another TV star. It ain't working out so far for these guys. No. No. it's not. And I, I said this, like, I don't know, maybe two seasons ago now. And if I was Mr. Carr, I would have called my agent and forced myself out of there while I could still salvage my career. But now here we are oh, yeah. with, the, with the prospects of Aaron Rodgers maybe coming to Denver. Oh. And now people are wondering, you know, do the Raiders have the worst QB? And it's like before you even get to QB, you need to talk about the coach. Because before the coach showed up, that QB was an MVP candidate. So you tell me, do you really think you have the worst QB or do you have a coach that came in and made him worse? Because he was an MVP candidate and probably would have won had he not gotten hurt. Yeah, I thought he played well last year, though. He played hard, but he's going to be the worst quarterback in the division if Aaron Rodgers does go there. But he's a middle of the road quarterback. He did have a really good year a few years back. But he's really never elevated himself, his game, or others around him. Now, I can't put it all on him. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he was going through a lot of stuff in the early days of Oakland 
where they drafted him, fired the coach, brought in another, fired the coach, moved coordinator. I mean, they did to him what San Francisco did to Alex Smith. Way too many coaches and way too many coordinators in the early part of his career. Then he has to lead a team through a move from Oakland to Vegas. So it's not exactly been easy for him, but he's also really just kind of middle of the road. I don't know if he's middle of the road, you know, because to your point, you know, he had a shaky beginning because of the way that things were going in terms of leadership from the from the coaching staff. And then when it felt like he got some stability, then he began to shine. He didn't get into trouble until there was more instability again. And, you know, clearly there are players who are able to surpass that kind of, you know, problem. But usually those players are defensive players. They're not offensive players. For some reason, for the offense, you actually need to be on the same page and in sync with a level of competence. Defensively, you could be Aaron Donald with a Jeff Fisher and still excel. Right. But it's hard out there for an offensive pimp when you got when you got somebody who doesn't know what they're doing on an offensive side and you're trying to excel because it's so much about schemes, so much about timing, so much about the right play call. You could fall into great defensive plays, but you can't fall into great offense. That requires uh, well- way more coaching. National Honesty Day will continue. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have to dive into that a little more today. Uh, you know, we started being honest about John Gruden. I think we should get it all off our chest today. Yeah, How about that? I think, we'll do I that. Think whatever you guys want to say today, if either of you guys have anything really serious that you would like to tell me or tell everybody else that's listening, that you just you've been holding it in, you've been living a lie in some way, you just feel like you got to get it off your chest. It's National Honesty Day. Today would be a good day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm heterosexual. Oh, my God. What? Yes. I've been lying all this time. (laughs) It's been taxing. (laughs) Um, It's been heavy on my heart and my soul. Um, But I'm going to come out of the closet as a heterosexual. Anyone buying that? Anyone? Anyone? No. 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 You're really gay, man. Seriously, uh, I'm super gay. Actually, I, I, right? Even me, even me denying my gay is is kind of gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ricky Martin is looking at me like dog butchered up. Yo, Ricky Martin <laughs> tweeted out some photo shoot today. I was like, Yo, Ricky, <laughs> that's what he told you, LZ. Told me to butch it up a little bit. Him yeah. and RuPaul told me I need a man up. That was a little too soft. <laughs> Silly. Silly, silly, silly. Yeah, I'm feeling those Ricky Martin pictures, though. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, for real. I'm really not feeling them at all. It looks like he's in Game of Thrones or something. Uh, Game of Thrones, maybe. All right, let, let's tackle that on the other side. We do have overrated, underrated, properly rated coming up. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Time for overrated, underrated, properly rated. Greg, what do you got today? 
All right, let's do birthdays, and we're going to start with Cap, because it's always fun to start with Cap on birthdays to see who he does and does not know. I may not know any of them. <laughs> so out. here are the names for you. I'm going to go slow for you yeah, so you slow, can write them you, down, You know Cap, I like right? to write them down. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Lloyd Banks, mm-hmm. Gal Gadot, and Isaiah Thomas. Which, Which Isaiah Thomas? Isaiah Thomas from Detroit, the Pistons. And what was okay. the second guy? Gal Gadot. Wow. Gal Gadot. I'm out. Gal Gadot. Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's Gal Gadot. Oh, thank you. Gal Gadot. Uh, Gal Gadot, underrated. My Israeli sister. Yeah. I don't get I don't I didn't know by, based on the way you said the name, but I'm glad you, you told me that. Um, Isaiah Thomas. I'm gonna have to put as properly rated. Um, gosh, Isaiah Thomas. I used to love Isaiah Thomas. Still have a basketball here somewhere in my office signed by Isaiah Thomas. What am I talking about? I don't know. And then um, Lloyd, who did you say? Lloyd Burke? Lloyd Banks. Yeah, I don't know who that is. He's a rapper. He's from G-Unit, man. Yeah, I didn't know. That's okay. <laughs> no apologies. It works out. No apologies. It works out. I'm sure he doesn't know you either. That's right. So I'm sure. Two ships well, he is the most overrated of that group, isn't he, though? You did I mean, stumble upon that, at least. I'm so fly. No, man. Compared to Gal and and I and Z, well, Gal is overrated. overrated out of those three. Well, she's overrated. What? Gal Gadot is overrated. No, man, she's good. If you would have like said what? it like that, I would have known who it was. But the that's way Greg what? put that's the dialect say, on it, that's you know? the way you say her name. Hello, my name is Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gadot. Gal Gadot. So who is Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot. 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 Thanks to Gal Gadot. Gal Wow, I'm glad you guys had that handy. Almost like you knew he was going to screw that. I knew that's exactly (laughs) why. (laughs) Nice setup. Yeah, that's too funny. So she's overrated. Um, Isaiah Thomas is is underrated, and I would say that yes, Lloyd is properly rated. Isaiah's underrated because people don't realize what a really good win record he had against Michael's Bulls, how tough he was against those Lakers, you know, with Magic. Like, to be that little at that level of physicality that the sport was at that time and to be as good as he was, totally underrated. Okay, fair enough. What's next, Greg? All right, George. So Kendrick Perkins said on first take this morning that Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City because he won MVP and Nike wanted to put up a big KD poster on Chesapeake Arena and management wouldn't let him. So he felt that they wouldn't let him brand himself. Is this uh, overrated, underrated, or properly rated? So who was it? I missed it. Uh, it was Kevin Durant. So Kevin K- Kendrick Perkins said on first take oh, that okay. Kevin Durant left because of this partly because of it just say the whole thing again because i think i feel i feel confused. were you on your phone were you on your phone george no no because you said kendrick perkins and then i'm like what does kendrick perkins have to do with this so go ahead yeah. say it again kendrick perkins said on first take this morning that kevin durant left oklahoma city because he right. won the mvp and nike wanted to put up a big kd poster on chesapeake arena and management wouldn't let them he felt they wouldn't let him brand himself there is this overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Uh, I, I mean, I, I would say 
properly rated? I mean, it, it, okay, look, I would say overrated. I don't think that's the reason he left. <laughs> I would say that that is maybe one of the reasons he left. Um, like, he couldn't necessarily feel like he could win with Russell Westbrook was probably the biggest reason. And then I would say that something like that was secondary. That's just me. I got a hard time even believing this story. What kind of idiot? Well, he would understand? know. He would know because he played with those guys. I he know. Would know he would know if that's a, a true story. No, no, I, got I just it. don't. I I just don't trust that it's the reason he I, left. I got it. But what I'm saying is, like, if you were management of the Oklahoma City NBA franchise and you have a superstar, and Nike wants to put up a big sign celebrating that superstar, what management says? Nah. Nah, we don't want him branding himself. We'd prefer to be the team. He can go somewhere else and take his talents elsewhere. Come on. I'm, I'm having a hard time trying to figure out who in that organization would be so dumb. So I'm going underrated. Yeah. Elzy? Uh, you know, I'm going to say that is properly rated. Um, I don't think it's dumb as much as it is a competition and pettiness. So if this was a factor in his departure, then that's petty as hell. And if they didn't want any shine coming off of the team to go towards one player, that's petty as hell. So I see it as an exercise in pettiness, but I could totally see it happening because, one, a lot of rich people are petty because they're used to getting their way. And when they don't get their way, a lot of – my experience has been they struggle negotiating how to handle a situation in which they can't have complete control over the situation. Okay, fair enough. What's next, Greg? All right, LZ. Dexter is making a comeback. Michael C. Hall has signed on to play Dexter Morgan for a limited time in a 10-part episode run on Showtime. And Showtime has said that it will make amends for the series finale and does not pick up where they left off. So was the original Dexter, not the finale, just the original Dexter, overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Uh, it was definitely underrated, considering the lack of um, awards that that show collected over the years. The only show more disrespected was The Wire, as far as I'm concerned, as far as TV shows by these award industries. Um, but I hope that they don't follow through on this plan that you just talked about. Sometimes, you, don't, you don't want more? Sometimes you just need to walk away, man. Mm. Sometimes when you break up that third time, you don't need to try a fourth. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that day has come. Maybe they've missed it. It was edgy when it first came out. Now it's like, you know, we've seen Game of Thrones. We've seen incest on television. What you got? <laughs> right. Yeah. You mean a, a guy who's taking justice into his own hands and – uh killing all the killers himself that that's no longer sexy and fun i mean it was cool 10 years ago that was a great show dexter was a great show and you know you talk about the finale being bad here's how bad it was i don't even remember the finale I and mean, that's how bad it must have been and i know i saw every last episode of dexter i loved that show uh yeah look i think this stuff is 
properly rated, I guess, because the fans of the show are going to watch. Like that's just, and it was, a, it's watch. a wildly popular show, so that that just based on that, it's going to work. All right, what's next, Craig? One more. All right, I'm going to stick with ULZ. So Willow Smith sat down with her mom the other day. Jada- oh, I saw it too. Oh, yeah. oh Lord. <laughs> Will Smith sat down with who? With oh, her, Lord. With, no, Willow Smith. Willow. Sat, oh. sat down with her mom, Jada Pinkett Smith, and her grandmother, Adrian Banfield Norris, Ooh, on Lord. Red Table Talk. Did you see it? No, I, I just did not. I saw the, oh, I saw the story. Lord, I was What's so Red uncomfortable. Table talk? Did you see it, Laura? I, did, I love Red Table Talk, so yeah. Girl, I was like, I oh, no, girl, no. <laughs> Keep that your business. All right. So anyway, uh, she she discussed her polyamorous lifestyle, and she said that it's about creating a lifestyle that works for you and not stepping into monogamy because you are supposed to. So uh, LZ is polyamory overrated, underrated, or properly rated? It shouldn't be rated. That ish need to be kept in the wraps. (laughs) (laughs) Kept quiet. Keep that low. Some things need to stay in the closet. Everything don't have to come out. There's a closet. God gave us closets for a reason. Yeah. Clothes and talks of your multiple hookups. Facts. So, so I'm going to say um, the, the, I, the concept is underrated, but talking about it is overrated. Yeah, I think people who are into this kind of lifestyle don't really talk about it, generally speaking. You know? It's just kind of, it's something that you make eye contact on. Are you into this? Yeah, I'm into this. How about you? Yeah, me too. Let's get down. I think that's the way it goes. Yeah, it is, it, it, it is um, I would say, something you keep under wraps. So, um, I would guess... Um, underrated, I guess, because you generally don't get this kind of honesty, right? Like, so I would... It's National I Honesty would, Day. I would... It is National Honesty Day. That's an yep. excellent point. That is an excellent point. All right, coming up next, uh, the Dodgers' woes continue. And now, is there an extra layer to be worried about with the boys in blue? We'll get to that coming up in just a few moments. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Dale, bad bunny. He is a bad bunny, LZ. Yes, he is. I mean, this this beat, and let this one play for a little, Laura. This beat, now, let, let Cap, here's what we can do. We can teach you a little bit about Bad Bunny. Do you know anything about Bad Bunny? I know that as far as bunnies go, he bad. Yes, yes. It's a very good assumption on mm-hmm. your part. And um, I don't mean bad meaning bad. I mean bad meaning bad good. Bad meaning good. Yes, huh. that's fair. Mm-hmm. Also, he could be bad. Yes, bad meaning good. Um, do you know where he's from, Bad Bunny? Bad Bunny, my man. Um, from the woods somewhere? No, no, no. What country? Oh, I don't know. Tell me. Puerto Rico. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's in the commercials with Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. um, the Corona commercials. Oh, really? That's Bad Bunny? Yeah. Oh, with Snoop? Yes. And uh, Zoe oh, Zaldana, right, is in those new commercials, too? <laughs> I didn't know it's that either. Laura. <laughs> I like the Oh, hell. Because he, he, he literally <laughs> behaves like someone right before the smartphone came out. <laughs> And so he's got to go to the library and look things up with like the Dewey Decimal System. Do you have a library card? Still? 
I don't have one anymore. I do think if I went to a public library, I could still rock a Dewey Decimal System should they have one. Microfiche, I use some of that too, LZ, in yeah. the school library. When was the last time you went to an actual library? Oh, my. Oh, man. Wow. I mean, it's been a long time for me. They still got libraries? So they, they do, do have libraries. Actually, my wife took my daughter to one, I mean, pre-COVID, um, to just explain to her what a library was, and they mm -hmm. started checking out books, which was kind of cute. But, like, I have not been to it. Man, I almost cursed. Um, <laughs> man, it has easily been over a decade. Wow. I was in the library in 2019, right before the R pandemic. Well, for, for what? It's the library, man. That's where the books you, are. I, What's I wrong get with it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you can just, just order it online. You know, you just download it. No, I, you, mean, I, you need a physical book. Yeah, why would, yeah I, mean, I mean, listen, I love libraries. I thought the downtown library, which is the one I frequented, is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. um, I judge a neighborhood by the library. Mm -hmm. I will not purchase unless there is a decent library nearby. Um, because I think a library is a symbol of the tax revenue of an area. It's a symbol of how healthy an area is, whether or not your house is going to appreciate or, and if so, by how much I go straight to the library mm -hmm. because if the neighborhood cares about the library, that means they care about all other stuff too. <laughs> right. Hey, we care about our library. So our houses are nice around here. All this started by the way, George, with bad bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Who's in the library mm. under right. bees. Yeah, <laughs> but you have you seen the the, the Corona commercial? With yeah, Snoop I've Dogg seen on the him. Beach? I didn't know that was Bad Bunny. I didn't know yeah. that was him. Oh, where hell. he picks it up and he says, you know, and he hits, he picks him up with the shell, and he's yeah. like, hey, playa. He's like, yeah, he's like, what's up, player? He's like, no, not player, playa. Yeah, I didn't know it was Bad Bunny. I was and, like, who is now, that dude? And now they have mm. Zoe Saldana um, mm -hmm. in those commercials now, where they're just, you know, they're doing the old. Awesome. Remember the old. Um, Budweiser was it a Budweiser commercial where they used to go what's up? Yeah, what's yeah, that? Was. Yeah, they're basically doing that, but with Corona, they're just saying each other's names. They're like Snoopy, <laughs> Zoe, Buddy. They're just doing that. Yeah. Guess I should have known that when they called them by name, that was Bad Bunny. The the Bunny part that yeah. probably was a giveaway. Yeah, yes, I yeah. for sure. But so Cap, so when was the last time you were in a library? Been a long LZ said time, 2019. Oh yeah, no, it's been a long time. Probably since one of my children was was young. So I'd say at least fifteen years minimum. Yeah. It's a great it's, community center. I'm going to put center. that on Twitter. Huh? It's a great community center. You can always it go there and find, you know, things to do. Or they're, they're in the community for free. There's learning opportunities for free. It's a fantastic community resource. Love libraries. It is. No, they're great. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying I haven't been to one in a really, really long time. Have you Laura? ever hooked up in a library before? I mean, when I was in high school. I was thinking more like college, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, college. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Hooking up in a library is hot. It's so hot. Seriously, right? <laughs> it's so hot. <laughs> like, because like, it's so dangerous, you know? Like, you, you, you know. It's like that, a federal crime and you're right. risking it all. Right. You're so bound to get busted in a library. And I think you want to get busted in some weird way. Laura, you're in school. What's going yeah, on Laura, in the library, no, girl? COVID, I haven't stepped foot on campus since I started. So, no, no library. No library? No. Not yet. School's coming back in the fall. So. <laughs> but no. Pre-COVID? When was the last time? Oh, 2019. Okay. Greg? I mean, you really want to ask me when I was in a library? I mean, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. you all know me. Do you really want to ask when I was in a library last? When were you in a library? 
Oh man, never. Ele- Come on, elementary really? school, maybe. Okay, no. Elementary school. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. It's go. honesty. What day, did Greg. you do? What did you do in high school? <laughs> in high school, I didn't Just go to libraries. I'm, I'm not doing the paper. <laughs> no, no I mean, I used the internet. <laughs> no, not I was libraries. At home. There, there, there's one library in the school. You never went to your high school library. I mean, when they forced me to, I guess, because okay, I was like, you, you have to have spent. Oh, so maybe, so maybe high school then. Wait, yeah. wait, a quick question for you, though. Yes. And I'm not trying to be mean spirited no. at all. No, no, no. But are. But do you consider reading like one of your hobbies? Yes, I do consider reading one of my hobbies. And I have a Kindle and I just, I download the... So you don't miss the turning... See, that's the thing for me. Yeah. I it depends. love the turning yeah. of the page. I do I love that. It. it just depends on where I am. Like when I go camping, I will take a book. Or if I go to the beach, I will take a book. Right. But if I'm at home and I'm in bed, I'll use the Kindle on the iPad. I want to hold mm-hmm. the book. Yes. I actually want to hold I it. I want to turn the pages. Paper. Yeah. All right. That's why I love Sunday papers. Mm -hmm. You can smell the ink. Yep. Ah, That's earth. All right. Well, listen, I'm glad to hear that there's some old school in there, LZ. You know, because I still like to hold the newspaper, maybe an occasional magazine if I could find one. You know, seriously, a book. I like to hold on to a real book, not this Kindle crap. I'm telling you right now, real book. Mm -hmm. Nah, I haven't held a real book in a while. I love real books. Not to actually read it. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Like I've, uh, I've held one because I put it into like my I have like I have like bookshelf or something four <laughs> different shelves, like large shelves in my home, and they're all filled with books. And I'm the only reason why I'm <laughs> buying them with Kindles or buying Kindles now is because Steve literally looks at me and go, "If you buy one more damn book and bring it into this house, where we have no more <laughs> space for books, and I refuse to throw away any books." I ref- I'm with you. Absolutely refuse. I go to them as, as sources all the time. I go, God, where did I read that back in 205, 2005? Let me look, look, look. Bam, there's the. You book. know how I'm like I'm in alphabet. Looking. I mean, in like numerical order from when you bought them. Did you? Or they're like, not in numerical yeah. order. They're in thematic order. Mm. Oh, I see. So, so I know where the mm-hmm. histories lay. I know where the biographies are. I know where the sports books yeah. are. I, yeah, it's like that. I'm just looking you at my what, bookshelf recent- right now, and I, I'm seeing that I've got two books next to each other that do not belong next to each other. The Tim Tebow story. And the Andrew you Dice the Clay. You bought the Tim Tebow story? I mean, oh. good Lord, you are gullible as hell if you bought the Tim Tebow <laughs> story. I didn't buy it. They sent it. You know what I mean? They oh, sent you it. kept they it? Sent it to you. Yeah, and I you kept, kept it? it. I kept it. It's I, actually I mean, I keep a lot of books they send, yeah. though. No, I George, I actually went and used my own money to send it back. <laughs> Andrew funny. Dice Clay and Tim De- Tebow do not belong next to each other on my bookshelf. Probably not. No, they probably don't belong on a bookshelf. You want to be real? Yeah. Man, and by the way, yeah. neither do does the Giants over the Dodgers in the standings. But that's where we are right now. Yeah. I mean, that's a reality that Dodger fans got to face. Because remember last week, it was like, yeah, the Padres, you know, they want this, and they're going to have to try and take that, be the man, beat the man, and then all of a sudden, it's like you look up, and the the Dodgers are no longer in first place. The Giants are. How did that all happen? Were their rivals? Well, I tried to tell you that. But you no, know. the Giants and Dodgers are the oh, rivals. Oh. Yeah, you're talking about the team that I'm not even paying attention to. No, I'm talking about the ones that are battling for World Series titles. The Giants have won seven to three. The Giants are our rivals. They're the ones we need to be looking at. Well, the Dodgers. I will say this, LZ. Um, last week, going into that Padre series. I thought the Padres were in big trouble because they'd lost three straight to Milwaukee while at home after losing two out of three to the Dodgers. They came to L.A., won three out of four, and the Dodgers haven't looked good at all since. And uh, losing a game last night, a two-to-one game, where you get a really good pitching performance out of Bauer, but nobody's hitting, and guys who are your stars are coming up in clutch situations and can't move runners, uh, hit into double plays, and... 
I'm just looking at the Dodgers right now going, wow, that, that all happened really quick in the last 10 games from first place and could run away with it in April to all of a sudden no longer in first. I'm actually looking at the fact that they came into that series against the Padres limping. You know, it wasn't the Padres. They came in limping. You know, when you look at they lose to the Mariners 4-3, to they win 1-0, and then they start losing again with our offense struggling, struggling. Then, you know, Kenley kind of, you know, pooped the, pooped the bed for one of those games against the Padres. But then we picked right up with losing against the Reds. And now we picked right up losing against the Brewers. So, again, I don't think it's about the Padres. I think it's about the Dodgers. The Dodgers are just in a hitting slump right now. And you got guys pressing at the plate. Maybe you have some pitchers feeling they need to do a little bit more because the offense is struggling. And it's just one of those ruts that usually happens during the post, during the regular season anyway, especially early, even for the best teams. So I'm not really paying attention to the Padres the way you are, Cap. I know that's your squad. Good for you. I just think that – I don't feel like they are his squad. I feel like, I, again, he's agnostic to them. No, no. My, my problem is is I've raised a house full of Padre fans. Right, but you specifically are not right. a Padre I have, fan. like, a whole, like, separate problem with the whole Padre organization. So that's neither here nor there. Point is, the Dodgers. I'm surprised that it's happened this quickly. And here's the thing. Bellinger's been out, and I feel like – you guys tell me if you think that I'm right here or not. But I feel like his injury is gigantic, and yet it's been kind of under the radar. I don't feel like it's been discussed anywhere near enough. I feel like the original diagnosis made it seem like it could be bad. Then it was, no, he'll be fine. And he's been out for, Greg, what is it, two, three weeks that Bellinger's been out already? Yeah, he's been out since the 16th. So, That's, yeah. Listen, and, and what have the Dodgers been since the 16th? Okay, let's do that on the other side because we're way late.